with so many podcasts out there, shows can get lost in the shuffle. That's why we implore you to check out Too Many Captains. You can find us at a moviepodcast.com. Five unique takes on Hollywood movies and culture. Find us on Twitter at It's a Film Podcast. Check our intellectual deep dives into theatrical films. Find us on Instagram at Too Many Captains Productions. Unique takes on soundtracks. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash too many captains productions. Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And now, here comes a new episode of Collateral Cinema. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema. <laughs> Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, bad movies, like this movie. Like this goddamn <laughs> abomination. This fucking movie, old-fashioned. Fuck old-fashioned. Yeah, 420 podcast, all that shit, whatever. Yeah, good, good, good. Are we good on that? We're good. We're good on that. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie entirely. <laughs> oh my God. It has been a long time, folks. Long time since I've been this enraged about something cinematically related. Pro- oh, probably yeah, not it since. It hasn't been since Master of the Skies. Master of the Skies and Suicide Squad, <laughs> in Suicide case Squad. you yeah. recall. We were there. I was there. Okay. Yeah. 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 We, we were all there. We were all there. And Dakota. And Dakota. <laughs> well, when that was a thing, why doesn't that happen anymore? Where's yeah, your brother at? Dakota passed away from being boring and smoking too much weed. And it's like a, and I didn't know that was a thing, but evidently he's like a be Dakota. lost Avenger that just drifted away, bro. Indeed. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, we are talking about old-fashioned this is a pure flicks movie it's directed by rick schwartzwelder i believe that's how you pronounce his name i don't fucking know and he wrote and directed in this movie this alleged movie and this is quite possibly the first example that i can see of a truly anti-romantic comedy but it's trying to actually be serious and play it straight. Like, well, what the fuck? It's trying to do a message the whole time. I'm thinking <laughs> it's it like... it's not subtle about it. Yeah, I'm, it's like a Ryan Gosling, uh, Rachel McAdams thing. And what was that movie they did? Freaking... Uh. I mean, it's ham-fisted. It's... Just trying to just shove an agenda and and at every line, <laughs> yeah. With every line, yeah. Like I said, this is a pure flicks movie, and pure flicks has become quite notorious recently for making movies that fit into what you would call the exploitation genre. <laughs> like this genre, it just completely shits all over non-believers and it's not the best representation of christianity that you can find like this honestly no this is the studio that is responsible for god's not dead that entire series it has two movies that are complete total propagandistic shit and one movie that strangely enough was actually pretty okay God's not I dead admit, You know, funny enough, I I used to be indoctrinated. I used to kind of have um, 
like I was just fully into this. So I, I would watch shit like God's not dead. And I liked it back in the day when I was religious <laughs> and that just goes to show you. And I'm not just saying, I'm not like shitting on Christianity, of course, but just you in these kind that. of propagandist you films, you know, <laughs> you show me that film you made. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah don't check out my youtube there's i yeah. actually have uh actually a, 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 Christ, a christian video on there <laughs> yeah show bo that Back he wants to see that I, I, it wasn't, it's not bad bro i, I like really it. I like it. really really want to see it i mean you were now. you were young okay. dude i like it i like what you did yeah okay yeah we'll we'll just put it out there for everyone to see we'll we'll post the link in the in the notes here so that you can go check this out just uh Look at it with with a sense of of irony, okay? <laughs> there you go. There you, there it is. Yeah, irony indeed. Ash. You, 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 no, you <laughs> but it, it wasn't I, I ironic like at the time. You but look, on, looking of, back, I will look uh, back on it ironically. <laughs> I like it, Ash. I don't. I like it. Come on. All right. Hey. All right. All right. Hey, it's it's whatever, man. Mm. It's whatever. But yeah, they made God's Not Dead. They made Let There Be Light, which also stars Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, that oh. that motherfucker. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and he was also the star of a movie called The Reliant, which is pretty much uh, the Pure Flix Antifa movie, which I still got to oh, no. see because, yeah, it's it's that kind of crazy, honestly. Antifa? Yeah, that sort of thing. What? <laughs> I have to see this. <laughs> so we're actually playing the movie as we're doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And Pure Flix released this movie, old fashioned, old and fashioned. I mean, these are known for having some pretty blatant propaganda. Like, not all of their movies are like that, but it definitely caters to its audience well. Like, maybe a little too well here and there, but some of it is kind of harmless. Some of it is pretty hateful, honestly. I mean, I mean, this is of course my opinion, of course. I mean, we're not really here to dog on religion or anything like that, but we don't do that. But yeah, Christian media fucking sucks. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just fucking terrible. Well, I think as a Christian, you know, if you're a Christian, you should be ashamed of this. You know, this should be the part of your religion that you don't want to show and you don't want to speak for you. Exactly. So, and and you're just happening to hear it from the lens of people that are non-religious. So um, apologies ahead of time. If anything we say comes off as condescending, it's not like we totally respect that. We just we hate the way that organized religion manifests itself in ways like this. <laughs> yes. And, and this is something that could really influence people in the way that they, you know, approach their dating lives and their love lives and everything and i mean there's just so much abusive shit here that i just can't get behind any of it and it enrages me in such a way that i mean master of disguise is just kind of coming up here you know in my mind it's that kind of but but even then master of disguise is harmless compared to this shit yeah. Yeah. I mean, for comparison, I changed this episode from necromantic, necromantic. to this. <laughs> that is how badly I felt we needed to do this movie. Like, yeah. I mean, first off, it, this movie raises so many fucking questions. Like, why no in all of this great green earth is Amber going to ever find a guy like clay walsh attractive in any way oh my god no i mean that's just (laughs) fucked up writing right there he's not even like a ryan goslin looking dude what the fuck right yeah he's not even attractive he's he doesn't exude any type of charisma I mean, there's no explanation for why this relationship is even, you know, becoming a thing, period. Yeah. I, I would not even know why you find him fascinating at all. Why, why would a woman find well, him fascinating? Right, Bo? Right, right? I don't, I don't know, fucking dude. know. She's a Rachel Maddox Adams looking girl, and this is the notebook, basically, with uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, bro. Well, this was supposed to be the anti. Yeah. You know, Fifty Shades, 50 Shades of Grey. Exactly, exactly. Came out the yeah. same weekend. 
So yeah. you know, imagine this coming out the exact same time Fifty Shades of Grey is, neither of which are good movies, Yeah. neither of which respect what they're trying to come across, you know, whatever they stand in front of, in which case Christianity and in Fifty Shades of Grey case BDSM, neither of which are, are properly representing those things. But what's funny is this is just as hilariously offensive in a different way. It's like... Maybe I saw this. I, I can't take full credit to this, but someone on the Internet said something to the effect of it's it's like two bullies beating you down. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. And what's insidious about that is the fact that it's cloaked under this veneer of just being a fun, happy, romantic comedy. I mean, take the character of Amber herself. Which, by the way, thank you for using my sister's name, assholes. Now I have to trash this movie with my... Yeah, that's my sister's name. There's a lot of like, hot girl <laughs> names that are Amber. And what are you saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, I hope you listen. I hope you're listening to all the Ambers out there. <laughs> all the Ambers? So for all the Ambers, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say it. In fear of anybody from Lake Hills actually listening to this, yeah, yeah that, that's our hometown. Yeah, maybe that's for the best. Maybe, maybe it's for the best. But yeah, yeah I, I just wanted to say that I felt like this movie was disrespectful towards the fact that uh, Amber is a girl coming from an abusive relationship, you know, just to get into a mentally abusive one with Clay. I mean, on yeah. a real note. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I don't want to really put all the blame on her because she seems like she's just really emotionally no, receptive to somebody like that. Yeah, she's a victim here. 100%. No, I'm saying this movie is disrespectful in her portrayal as a victim. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's so infuriating. I mean... She just has this great aura about her. And the actress is actually really good as as this character. Her name her name being Elizabeth Ann Roberts. Some of the dialogue seems stilted on all, all accounts, but I feel like that's not on her part. No. That's more she, so the writing. Her performance on this actually did seem fairly, it felt fairly genuine. Like, I, I actually could believe in her character there it's just every time clay's motherfucking ugly mug came on face yeah. aka uh, yeah. whatever the fuck this guy's She's name is Rick. her performance <laughs> yeah exactly and he's just sucking the life out of every scene in this fucking movie as, as a character and as an actor like there's just nothing compelling about clay walsh at all from being producer actor writer star right oh yeah be very, very afraid a, folks this you couldn't is a, give a, this a better director, performance, writer, really? Producer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a bunch of motherfuckery going on. And yeah. Yeah. Folks, be very afraid it, whenever you see a director, producer, writer, starring actor combo. Sometimes that's great. Mm. Killing Night? That's not so great. Thanks, Ash. <laughs> yeah, there we shit. go. A little, a little plug for Killing Night. Check and, it out. And, it's and on the YouTube. room kind of exists on on both spectrums. So <laughs> a little <laughs> bit, were. yeah, kind of, sorta. <laughs> <laughs> but this is nowhere near the quality of the room nor the entertainment value of the room. No, man. I mean, but the directorial slash writing quality of Master a, of Disguise. <laughs> it's a poor Ryan oh. Gosling movie. That's what it is, bro. I still feel pain every time I hear the the name. Master of Disguise. He's, I just yeah, he's a Dana Carvey looking motherfucker. Like I don't know. Dana Carvey has talent. Act, this yeah. guy. Does, I don't Carvey. know about this. Guy. Yeah. Dana Carvey can still go back to doing a Saturday Night Live kids for Wayne's World. Yeah, and that, that's and, what he did recently. And that's what Mike Myers does too. And yeah, that's what they both did, and it still looks good, right? It still holds up. Yeah, definitely. Crazy. But Clay as a character, he just. Brings up red flag after red flag after red flag throughout this entire movie. I counted at least eight red flags. How many did y'all count? The moment I was talking to this guy, or the moment that she laid eyes on him, it was all red flag. When she yes. put him outside the door, it's like, oh, I can't, I can't talk to a woman unless she's my wife or being alone with a woman. Yeah. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of shit is that, dude? Creepler okay. shit. Okay. Yeah. Greasy, nasty, yeah. creepler shit. That's what that is. That's Very not any up. sort of. That's not any sort of mainstream Christian view at all. 
that's not even really fundamentalist Christian. That's like that's some uh, other level shit from another religion. And I'm, I'm not going to get into it because it, I don't want to offend anyone. But it, it's, <laughs> it's a fucking individual screed from the director and the writer. You know, Rick Schwarzfelder. That that's what this is. It's a vehicle for his views, and that is just ugh. That's that's ugly to me. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, this this exceeds fundamentalist Christian. This is just this dude's weird, deluded fantasy. <laughs> exactly. Whoever the fuck this guy is. Yeah, yeah he he thinks that he has relationships figured out. And it's like, dude, like your character didn't even have a relationship for nine fucking years. Nine years. That's not what normal people do, really. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to, you know, shame people who refrain from sex either voluntarily or maybe because that's just their sexual orientation, no, you know, no. being asexual or anything like that. Yeah. But. I mean, here it's trying to convey it as a noble and virtuous thing, but it just comes across as condescending. It comes across as just kind of crass in a way. Holier than thou. Holier than thou as yeah, a motherfucker. This, this motherfucker is holier and than thou. Yeah. The other characters in the film do comment on that. But it's not like the, the writing takes any kind of a stance on it, like that his behavior was maybe a little bit too far, because in a sense, it does kind of lift him up. It's so paradoxical. It's, it's like on two end, like simultaneously telling us, yeah, this is out there. Like you shouldn't act this this way, you know, but at the same time, it's like it's fucking throwing it in your face. Like, look at Clay, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's such a rigid worldview that i mean that's red flag number one it's like you know never believe a motherfucker who says like i have my own theory about the world and i have it all figured out it's like no don't ever <laughs> believe anybody that says that shit stick look what me. happened the last four years when people fucking did that shit stick with me no, bitch. i'm going no. places Oh God damn it! <laughs> Those are not theories. There's nothing scientific about them. They're just random speculations. They, they're just these these random deluded fantasies about the way that the world operates. That is not a scientific theory. And as someone that loves science, this offends me. <laughs> exactly. This offends me very much. I mean, what's infuriating the most about it is that, you know, it's not only just speculative, it's also just sheer projection. He's projecting his morose, unsmiling bullshit, you know? He's incredibly controlling, very controlling. Like, there's that one scene where he has that meltdown after their third act breakup, and he's pretty much just rampaging around town trying to find this girl like tracks her down at the bar, harasses her friend Trish, which who we're going to get into here. By the way, Trish is amazing. Yeah. You know, he's just going off here, and that does not look desirable at all. Yeah, not at all. I mean, and he he's morose and boring as well. What is compelling about this guy that anybody would stick around him? I mean. Not well, even nobody not even did. his friend Brad, aka Lucky Chucky. Not even he really tolerates Respected it after him. a while. Yeah, he definitely doesn't respect him. Brad's a problematic character as it is. Don't get me wrong, but at least like you you said, he calls out Clay on his bullshit at least once. Yeah, and he's actually right about it. And we'll, we'll get into yeah. that here in a little bit. But Clay's whole theory is very convoluted and even contradictory. Like he. Early on, whenever he's playing basketball with his friend, he's talking about how he feels that dating is analogous to, like, a job interview. And then what does he do with Amber? What does he turn around and do with her? He gives her a fucking manual that is practically a fucking interrogation. Red light, green light. <laughs> red light, green light, yellow light. That's... Yeah. That's no, no, a, it was all red light. <laughs> that was a driver's ed pamphlet, bro. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It's such a clinical and, you know, nonsensical approach to dating in general. And I get that this movie is trying to kind of push more of a view on courtship and everything, but that still doesn't hold water when you really break it down. The problem is, is that there's nothing healthy about it whatsoever. 
And so this movie can't try to take the stance of Clay was being unhealthy if they're projecting him as developing this healthy relationship, which is not. No. No. There's absolutely nothing healthy about this. This skateboarder dude, I don't even think he knows what he's doing. I don't know. No, he knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, let's take into consideration his previous life. Does he think he's wooing her? Because I, I, I don't know, how dude. Is she still falling for this guy? That's funny. I don't know, dude. Eventually, you just move on, though. A regular person would move on. You would think so, but they like collecting coupons right here at Stars Hollows Grocery Market, right? Stars Hollows. What the fuck? Exactly. This is this <laughs> is this is Gilmore Girls, bro. This is one hundred percent a this, very bad no. Gilmore Girls episode. If that's I didn't say is. that, yeah, this is Gilmore Girls, and he is Jared Pelikey, and that's like Rory, right? Right? <laughs> Jared, Jared, Jared <laughs> Exactly. I mean, my, my sister grew up in a small town in Connecticut, so it's just a lot like that. I believe that. I mean, this is in Ohio, I believe, which, I mean, I guess you could argue is kind of similar. I mean, Connecticut might be a little more, that's more New England, maybe. Same, 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 almost. Well, supposedly this movie was like 10 years in the making or something, or that's what one of his fans commented on, on a review. 10 years. By the way. Yeah, I don't know whether that's actually true or not, because it doesn't say that on the Wikipedia page, but... Then why does it look like it was put together in less than two months? I know, bro. <laughs> but I could have done this in Stars Hollow. Speaking of the fans, you should see the way that people try to defend this movie. It's really hilarious. On the variety review of this movie... His fucking stepdad actually got involved, <laughs> and he was yes. just like, well, if Old Fashioned is, is so stupid, then why did it sell out every theater that, that it was shown at? If it would have had a wide release, it would have killed Fifty Shades. That's so stupid. That's dumb logic. <laughs> That's not logical in any way. I like how he tells us that it's he's sold, that yeah, he's it's Rick's sold out because it was the second movie that came out on Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jesus that's, Christ. That's the only reason. <laughs> now, going to Amber, I mean, as a character, I mean, she's the only one that I feel has a real arc in this movie, if you catch my drift. You know, in many ways, I yeah. want to believe that this is her movie, but no, Clay just completely overwhelms everything with his bullshit. But she's portrayed as this very carefree person with a real wanderlust who is trying to just find a real grounding somewhere, you know? Like, I mean, she's escaping an abusive relationship. We we see her with a cast, like, first off. And we're not really given an explanation at first. How that cast even came to play, right? (laughs) Yeah, but... I mean, she's so full. Of, she's full of wonder. She's very accepting of people. She's a very tolerant person. Look how tolerant she is of Clay's bullshit. She's fucking tolerant of it. Way too fucking tolerant she's, of it. She still yeah. has her free spirit, like you say, wonderment. You know. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. has a sense of wonder, and you know, such a unique approach to everything. You know, she's kind of shown almost as a little bit of a hippie even, you know, she's kind of hippie. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're definitely giving her those kinds of vibes, you know, up kind of, kind of quirky yeah. and free spirited. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She I pack, mean, packed up everything she knew into a car, right? Yeah. Later, she reveals that she's lived in 14 fucking states. So, so she's been pretty much transitory and nomadic her entire life. That's that's pretty much her life in general. That's what makes this movie all the more problematic because Clay, in a sense, is just feeding off of her trauma, you know, due to whatever the fuck is going on with him that needs that he needs help with, you know? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it doesn't make sense why she would even want to pursue this guy, which pretty much happens the first moment that they interact together, which is, once again, nonsensical to me. It doesn't come across as a, like a love at first sight thing. It doesn't even come across as a meat cute. Technically, the meat cute happens in the fucking supermarket. But, like, why? Why is this woman, this character who honestly should be the real focus of this movie, 
And that's where the message should be coming from. It should be coming from her side. It's like, why is she so enamored with this guy? Why? Yeah. Why the fuck? It could be any other guy. Why him? <laughs> why him? <laughs> why would it be him? Because here's here's how I, what I honestly think about it, and I don't think the writers actually thought this far. I'm just, you know, having to tie some kind of in-universe explanation for this. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he, him, right? But the best thing that I can come up with is that she's emotionally vulnerable because of the mental state that she's in, especially after what she just ran out of. And so that's why she's able to cling to this this absolute, like, mentally and emotionally abusive fuck. <laughs> and that makes Clay even more repulsive when you think about it. Because in a yes. way, you could argue He's that taking he advantage of, of her. He, he grooms her in a way, if you really think yeah. about it. That's straight up grooming. He's grooming an abuse victim to take his other different form of abuse. Yeah, to take his form of abusive bullshit entirely, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's very, very anger-inducing. Yeah, we will not stand for this shit here in Collateral Cinema. Fuck no. Fuck, Fuck that. that shit. Straight up, <laughs> man. I like how this this how this movie negatively portrays his past. Like, oh, he was such this terrible person before. Where, if anything, he was probably a more healthy person before because he was just filming other consenting adults having sex. Uh, I don't know how consensual some of those scenes are. You know, I mean, I know with it's within the context of the movie, but the video that Clay made, <laughs> I, I think the cinema snob. He called it, you know, just a whole lot of date rape. And that's what it looks yeah. like. It and looks like roofie you're, date you're, rape. You might be right, actually. You're, right. you're like, and, bring all the fucking roofies, right? And, and that makes it even more alarming if you consider the actual real-life history of Girls Gone Wild and how that actually fell from grace. I mean, whatever grace that it had, you know, but... That eventually came to a head when there were apparently underage women in their videos. So, okay. yeah, I mean, that kind of puts that angle of Clay into a different perspective, if you really think about it. So then he's just jumping from one problematic behavior to another. And exactly. that just shows how mentally unstable he is. Yeah, he can't find a healthy middle ground. He either has to go from one extreme to the other. There's no means between any of it. I like how we're dis dissecting these characters far more than <laughs> the writers ever. The writer ever I wrote their know. personalities to. <laughs> like this is just us. Like if we were to take these characters and put them in the real world, okay, this would be the only possible way to explain this. In the context of the movie, though, it's just bullshit. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't exist. I'm glad that you brought up the cinema stop review, by the way, because. That's the only way I would encourage you, you know, to watch this movie per se. There's there's no reason to watch it. It's not a recommendation. You can get all the high points with the Cinema Snob review, yeah. uh, I would say. <laughs> Just stick We're with not, that and, and listen to our analysis. <laughs> we are not endorsing that anybody actually watch this movie unless you are pretty much like a professional movie watcher or critic or whatever, or you just really want it on your goddamn letterbox or whatever. Mm. I mean, yeah. I, I bought this fucking movie <laughs> for three dollars. Kind of like ghosts can't do it in that, in that respect. I mean, it's just one of these things that we can't recommend unless you are actually like a cinephile. And funny enough, those movies are both problematic <laughs> to say the least. Buttercream game stuff. Oh, Buttercream Gang, I have that movie coming. Oh. No, no, Buttercream Gang is awesome, okay? Yeah, Buttercream Gang. <laughs> Buttercream Gang yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I love the Buttercream Gang. <laughs> but fuck the you Widow Jenkins. I, I have like an underground <laughs> theory that I have, a, I have an underground theory that, you know, maybe the, the Buttercream Gang really is just deep satire. It might be. I don't know. <laughs> But it's like, it's like my, my, my crack theory that it's just it's just deep seated satire and, it, an and it's just on too many levels for us an, to, to actually Ash, understand guys, that. I have an idea. What if uh -huh. the Buttercream Gang and the Goonies met? That would be a, amazing. And then and then they <laughs> can find One Eye Willie's treasure, right? That sounds like the crossover that we need. We do need that with the Monster Squad, bro. What? Oh, what? Oh, we're, we're thinking snap. outside the box now. Straight up. Okay. I mean, because we'd rather be talking about anything else other than this movie. So, honestly, why don't we just go on <laughs> exactly. bullshit yeah. the rest of 
exactly. Robert, what's your opinion on the directing, writing, and acting in this movie? Oh, I think it's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen so far. Oh, is it? Since Dana Dana Carvey's (laughs) acting in Master of Disguise. (laughs) You (laughs) fucking would say that. I'm kidding. Of course you're going to troll this podcast like that, Robert. Uh, This this intransigence will not fucking stand. I have to sort of kind of do that, just so you know I'm fucking with everything. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. But I don't know. Mr. Walsh, the world wants to know, when are you going to kiss her? So this theory of yours, I'm curious. I don't believe that dating trains us to be good husbands and wives, trains us to be skilled in the superficial. Who talks like that? I do. Shoot the ball. Fact. Most people know more about someone after a job interview for uh, delivering pizzas than they do after most dates. Where do you get this stuff from? Why don't you just crawl back onto that cute little antique shop and make up some more theories you never test out at the grown-up table anymore? I run into the upstairs to a girl. Is she a pretty girl? Not my type. How do you know? So help me, man. How come you haven't asked me out yet? If I do, you start breaking things. Okay. I needed to believe my life could be different than it was. That I could be different. And how did you do that? And don't even tell me you found Jesus or something. More like he found me. Really? You just packed everything you own into your car and started driving until you ran out of gas. Make a fresh start. Go where the wind takes me. Follow the warm and fuzzies. Life just isn't all warm fuzzies not just all rules either. If you don't chase after that girl, you're nowhere near the person we thought you were. All I want is for you to tell me how I make you feel. How do I make you feel, Clay? When did treating women with respect become the joke? You want to know what the joke is? I came here ready to forgive you no matter what. You make it sound so easy. You? Make it sound impossible. Get over yourself, you and your pain. Stop using the grace of God as a brick wall. You know, oh, I was dating oh. this girl. She wanted me to kiss her, and then I felt obligated to kiss her, but then oh. I didn't want to kiss her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's talk about some. Uh, we'll go ahead and st- we're in the we're in the scene watching right now. Well, yeah. let, let's talk about Clay's male friends because, of course, you have Brad Lucky Chucky, who is you know, like we said problematic, but gets a few points for calling out Clay. There's also can, can his just- uh, friend who proposes to his. Long time live-in wife, like they're pretty much common law married by that point. For what Those it looks are, like, they're relatively okay people too. Like I don't have any major issues with him. I mean, unless he was gonna actually let that stripper sit in his lap, that I mean that that's kind of not good for someone that's about to get married. But I, I kind of felt like he wasn't gonna do it. You would have done it. So hey, Clay, Clay <laughs> stepping in, it was just was just him overstepping boundaries. However you look yeah, we'll, at it, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah, but. I mean, Clay's friends, like, I've, I don't feel like they help anything here. Like, if anything, they encourage a lot of it. Well, maybe not Brad. Brad is just like, you guys are fucking idiots. Then again, Brad is a misogynistic asshole, so take that we just, as you will. Take you it, know? leave it when you want. Should we just do our show as, as Brad's now? Like, like, oh, like, just say misogynist things like women are stupid. Women are stupid. <laughs> me, he, man. I need nah. to eat meat to live. Women like me. Nah, nah, nah. What do you weigh, like 160? Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you say that to a woman? But hey, let's, let's not forget that the man show was a thing less than maybe 20 years ago. Maybe a little more than 20 years ago. I, I don't know. So yeah. let, let's keep that in perspective. If anything. And that had Jimmy Kimmel on it. Jimmy Kimmel. So... Yeah, take that as you will. (laughs) But, yeah, we may as well go ahead and talk about that bachelor party scene because, I mean, 
I think that that is a real turning point for the movie, for Clay as a character, and even for Brad as a character. Because, yeah, yeah you can argue whether it's skeezy to hire strippers. I mean, I personally support sex work, and she was just trying to make some fucking money. Hey, she's a mother I, of, like, three kids. Yeah. Right. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with sex work. I'm okay with that. I just, you know, for a man that's about to get married, that's obviously not okay to yeah. let happen. But I don't have much of an opinion on that, honestly. I thought Carl Winslow was already married. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ash, you're not laughing. Oh, my so. God. Ash, what are you doing? He's not a 90s kid. He would be laughing. <laughs> 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 I'm, a, I'm a 90s baby, not a 90s kid. I lived yeah, for like five matters? years in the you 90s. Grew up so. Family Matters? No. no. <laughs> no. Yeah, see, if you knew Family Matters, you'd be laughing. Fucking Family Matters. Hell Damn. yeah. Damn he kind of does a little bit of a skeezy thing when he proposes to his girlfriend without really talking to her about it. I mean, I'm of the opinion yeah. that. That's something that, you know, the old-fashioned, you know, pop-the-question thing, it's, it's outmoded, and it doesn't really take the woman's, uh, you know, feelings about the issue into consideration, I kind of he, feel. He gave it to her. She had no option, no choice. Well, he doesn't pop a knee or anything. He's just no. kind of like, I'll make an honest woman out of you. Your answer is yes, right? Which, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a fair assumption if you've been living with someone for eight or so years, nine, whatever it is, but... Just the way that 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 he says it, it is a little bit, it is a little yeah. bit skeezy. You're right. It's coercive as fuck. Honestly, very coercive. Yeah. It's a marriage proposal. That is like the weirdest proposal ever. So the answer is yes. So is it's that like yes. She expresses her displeasure with it. So right. I mean, this should have been something that they should have talked about, like at the yeah, very least. When you've lived together for that long, I mean, it's not really so much of a pop the question kind of thing. It's just kind of a, hey, this is something we should majorly talk about because it's going to change our situation for, you know, a couple of reasons. Not a huge number, but still, you know, <laughs> it's a decision oh. you make together because it's very much legal. But I mean, that doesn't even come close to how Clay proposes to Amber at the end of the movie. That is red flags all over. Red I mean, flags that is just all over in the baby food aisle, dude. This dude is all about having babies, but he's he, he won't even kiss his woman, man. <laughs> he won't even well, let her kiss him. What uh, the fuck, man? Like well, here's the problem with she's the whole ready. no dating mentality is that it just encourages people to marry young into relationships that they're not ready for. Exactly. And that's why you get divorced with kids you don't even want. Yeah, this is exactly the path to take if you want to have at least one or two ex-wives. I mean, or ex-husbands or whatever. That's my mother. I mean, uh, what? Oh. What? What? What'd oh, you say? okay. That was a cough. Okay. I coughed. I'm keeping that in. You realize that. Yeah. I have a cough. <laughs> okay. What, what? <laughs> I have a cough. Ash, you heard it right. It was a cough. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are crazy on this show. Uh, Titanic horrors from... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What? Uh, what? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Ash, you good? Did anybody sneeze? You guys are good, right? I'm good. Yeah, I'm I good. mean... Okay, we're all good. Keep going. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. We might cut that out. I don't know. No, we're not going to do that. Wait, I'll cut it out and I'll say I hit it you. enough to where you don't notice. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I'll, I'll leave it in. I did it. But hey. I did it manually. I did it. All right. Okay, you got to thank me for that. Well, Jesus Christ, bro. I mean, we're sitting here talking about Clay Walsh here. Bro. Uh, Clay Walsh? What? Clay Walsh. Don't be a Clay Walsh, Robert. He looks like a Chad, a Muska to me. A Chad what? He looks like a Chad. No, he's not Chad <laughs> Muska. Chad Muska is a brilliant skater, right? But he yeah, he like is. A, he looks like a Chad to me. What do you think, Ash? He does look like a Chad, but I don't know. Chad is actually a compliment on the internet, so I don't know if I want to give him that. Is it a compliment, no. is it a compliment now? I don't know. Yeah, because you say like the Chad versus the Virgin. And that's totally an internet meme. I'm thinking Chad Muska. Well, technically, this dude isn't a virgin. Like, he's had a, a no, he, pretty checkered sexual past. And No, he's not. And yeah, Amber exactly. is also, you yeah. know, she's a little experienced as well. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful person. Why yeah. she's throwing him so, herself at this guy, we will oh, never know. God, know. it's so infuriating. Why, Chica? Why? 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 It's like, you can have anybody else. You can have us. 
So you, can, <laughs> you, 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 can, you can have you can have the the sound guy. I don't know. Yeah, the, the sound guy. Yeah, that that would be me, bro. Anybody else would express more emotion than this actual lead. Why is he the lead? He has yeah. no emotion, really. But yeah, that bachelor party scene, like. I mean, that's actually yeah. where Brad finally calls him out. He's just like, "All right, great, you're you're holier than thou. Whatever you you stood up for your virtues, but you owe me two hundred dollars." And then yeah. he gets uppity with the security guard for the dancer, and he, he pushes back at him. And when when it's fair, that lady she lost out on money. Good money. Like, I gotta feed my kids. Like, exactly. I gotta pay my rent. And he wants to be this fucking asshole grandstanding and then convince the groom, you know, to who, you know, that's who she's there for, to convince him to leave. It's like, no, you owe these people money. Yeah. Big so time. It's like, you better than me? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck is that? But yeah, I mean, that that is pretty much the turning point of the movie. That's where I started to just hate everything about it. That's why I started to really even hate Clay worse. And I hated him for making me actually agree with Brad. You made me agree with Lucky Chucky, you asshole. God damn it. <laughs> but this movie does have at least a couple of characters who are badasses. Straight badasses. And that is Amber's co-worker and friend Trish, the girl with the pixie cut, yeah. and also Aunt May. And yeah, we're calling her Aunt May one hundred percent. You know, she's there's Aunt one May. scene where there's one scene where she's talking, and and I just wanted to like step out and be like, I believe there's a hero in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I was just Chad waiting Cougar for plays it. in the background, and then everybody's a hero, I guess, or something. They say that a hero yeah. can save us. Oh, let the, uh, no, 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 no. Let's stop. We, 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 we had the Spider-Man episode. Uh, Hold on to the wings of a hero. Watching you fly away. away. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry for watching this. Watching us, watching I, I'm watch sorry for this. Us. This is what I get for bringing a movie <laughs> like, old, like Old Fashioned to the fray. This is what I get. Sorry, we had to do that. Dude, we're, dude, we're fans. I, I would have made an Old Fashioned to talk about this movie with, but... We didn't have any bourbon, so yeah. God few, damn it! We had a, I had a few shots, but it would have been cool. It would have been cool to have an old fashioned where we're talking about old fashioned and maybe play Pan Panic at the Disco's old fashioned in the background. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but yeah, Trish and Aunt May, they both have Clay's number like just down. They know what he's about, and they call him out. Like, that scene where Clay is melting down and doing his rampage to try to find Amber, he actually finds Trish at the bar. She's dancing, and there, there's a little throwaway scene where she says, oh, so you're Mr. Reliable to Clay. And then she says to him at the bar, that Amber left with Brad. Amber left with his friend, his DJ friend, Brad. It's like, yeah. oh, God. Great. Yeah, she's going to another abusive asshole. Oh, fuck that. God oh, damn it. What, one abusive relationship after another, dude? What? You're just going from one to the next. That's pretty much... What is that? that that's hilarious. Oh, God, I, I don't know, man. And she says to him, you know what? He wasn't reliable. And I'm just like, oh, Reliable. Like <laughs> Jesus the carpenter. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, that's so perfect. She might as well just grabbed him by the testicles right there and like, Ooh. look, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking castrate his ass right there. God damn it. And Aunt May, Aunt May just is having none of Clay's bullshit at all throughout the entire movie, and I yeah. love her for She's it. She's just waiting for him to reveal <laughs> who he really is, and that's Spider-Man. <laughs> no, she knows what he's all about. Like, I'm I'm sure that they've talked at length about his little theories, and she has this real, like, sarcastic kind of like, oh, yeah, you're a real big man. Like, at uh, when they have dinner with her, she's like, no flowers, no candles. I'm ashamed of you. Ashamed. <laughs> yes. Let's pray. Calls him out on yeah. his bullshit. Calls him out right there in front of his his girlfriend. It's it's amazing. 
and then faking going to sleep just so she can spy on them and then calling him <laughs> out like every now and again. That, that's amazing. And at the end you know of the movie, she just lays it all out. She's just like, like, no, you need to lighten the fuck up. I never thought the old bag would pass away. What did he say? <laughs> I, I never thought the old bag would pass away. I mean, they were doing a little bit between each other, yeah. but if you yeah. take that out of context, as the cinema snob has proven, it's kind of a dick move. It's like, it sounds a lot more <laughs> dickish than it actually is. I couldn't wait for her to pass away so I could inherit everything and just, you know, seize her property. Seize all of it, exactly. Seize all of her assets, even the heart of the ocean when she drowned Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Jordan, I'm sorry she drowned you. <laughs> Now you're going to make me think of the Celine Dion song. And Jordan. I'm going to be compelled to go and just take that one big crescendo part. Your love is forever. And just, just make a 10-hour cut of that See, and put it Jordan on YouTube. delivered a very captivating performance, though. He did. I, I love Jordan forever for yeah, that. Yeah, just so everybody knows, we have a friend named Jordan. He kind of looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. It's it's uncanny, actually. Actually, it's brilliant. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> It's crazy. But yeah, I love Aunt May. Trish is awesome. Trish is my girl right there, man. Like, for one, I do like women with pixie cuts. That's very, very cute. I like that. Yeah, and, I can agree with that. And she, she's just calling out Amber even for even being interested in Clay. Like, re reading the manual, and she's just all like, oh, yeah, this guy sounds like he would just sweep you off your feet. Yeah. It's like... She is the best character in this movie, along with Aunt May. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, man. But I think maybe this would be a good point to go ahead and start wrapping up. Let's go ahead and do some final thoughts. Let's start with Ash. Go ahead. All right. So everything that's, that's toxic about the worst of, of religious fanaticists, is is just can be just completely summarized into this movie but i wouldn't even i wouldn't even say that necessarily because i mean i feel like this is just rick's whatever the fuck his last name is it's like his weird fundamentalist delusions manifesting themselves into i mean has he known for anything else at all has he done anything since i know this was his feature film I don't think he has, honestly. I haven't heard anything from Schwarzbelder since, to tell the truth. But Right? This movie is, is, and I know we've said this a word a lot of times, but I can't think of a better way to describe it. It's problematic. It's toxic. It's unhealthy. And, and it's just plain bad. <laughs> All the way through. Robert, go ahead. Let, let loose on this movie, man. Um... Where do we begin? In Stars Hollow at a grocery store where we first meet in the next shopping cart scene. What do we do? Right? Do we <laughs> pretend that we're all meeting together? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. that, that was a fucking trip, bro. Take out, a, take out another movie called Second Glance, which we need to watch. Which is yeah. another, hey, another hey, Ash, film. Hey, Ash, Ash, look. Ash, we need to watch Jesus, this together. Man. Ash, we're going to watch this Jesus, together. Jesus, man. I have, I have this movie yeah. now, dude. Ash, you're going to come over. We're going to watch that. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Dude, actually, I got my I got my COVID shot, so pretty soon here, you know, let me get my second shot. Let me wait know. it out, and I might be here for the next episode. We can Ooh. finally start recording in person again. I'm, I'm actually really excited. We can watch movies together, so I might take you up on that. No, you, I'm going to get your ass over here. Yeah. Anyway, the ending of this is kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey mixed with uh, The Notebook. I mean, he's not a Ryan Gosling type dude, but... <laughs> I don't know. She's certainly glowing like Rachel McAdams, dude. You know, a sexy mean girl, right? You know, oh, mm. mm, uh, we all know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, right? But um, I don't know, dude. Why ever is she falling for this guy? What does he have? You know, it's like do you see I what don't he know. Do any of you see what he is? No, I, I didn't. I have no idea what this guy has no, going. You usually, for him. can tell somebody he has got something, right? It's like they got it. It's like you know. He has no redeeming qualities. Yeah. He's not charismatic. Exactly, he's not charming. Bro, like, no. He's not compassionate. Uh, he's not in any way like me meeting any criteria that a love interest should have. Usually, you can tell when somebody's like they got it, or they're like an original or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And this guy has no trades whatsoever of that. Right? Oh, he's a carpenter. 
He's Jesus the Carpenter, right? He's, he's Jesus the Carpenter, exactly. He, yeah. he he's just uh, he's an XB for Jesus, I guess. Yeah, he'll make you uh, a chair. I mean, I, I would want to make a chair. I wouldn't mind making a chair, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do? I wouldn't. I don't think I'm less than somebody else making a chair. You know. Red Ash? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, here he is walking down the railroad. Oh, just, no. You know, if they took out all the montages this, of this movie of just people just wandering around, this movie would actually be half as long. Like, this movie did not need to be two hours long. No. I'm sorry. It is stretched out. <laughs> no. And my final thoughts on this movie, this scourge, this absolute waste of humanity, of good writing paper, this movie pissed me off in a way <laughs> that it left me in a bad humor, very bad humor. I am not well inside after watching this movie. Like I said before, I was originally going to have this episode be necromantic, and that's a movie that many people would find very upsetting. But this movie, this movie's more fucked up because it's something that people might actually apply to their lives. You know, I mean, necromantic isn't going to make a bunch of people go out and fuck corpses. Oh, this movie is actually going to influence people to approach their relationships in a way that is unhealthy, toxic, and, 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 and abusive. And I'm going to go ahead and quote, once again, Brad Jones, the cinema snob. Hell yeah, we love you, bro. Oh, love you. Damn, that's why we do it. This movie is a how-to guide on how to live alone and die alone. And <laughs> yeah. there is nothing more succinct to be said about this movie than that. This movie is everything that I cannot stand about religious fundamentalism, about narcissistic bullshit. It this movie is repulsive to me, and I don't even know why I own it now. I got this for this fucking podcast. Once again, I spent American <laughs> dollars on a movie that I don't particularly like for this show. You just bought it. We have to do no. Well, you have to do what we did with Master of Disguise. We have to get together, and we need to do with what we did to Master of Disguise. Yes, we do. Run it over with the lawnmower. With a lawnmower. With a fucking lawnmower. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I talked about filling Bo's shadow full of Master of Disguise DVDs. You do that. I swear to God, I'm going to fill your entire house up <laughs> with nothing but pure flicks movies. You're going to have just Christian propaganda all around you. If they all just came pouring out of here, that'd be funny, though. It's like, ah. Oh, like, I'm, I'm afraid that it's going to appear in my hand again like it did that one time. Yeah, that was And that weird. was scary. No, no, that was weird. It's like, why the fuck am I holding that it's in my hand? That was <laughs> that, that weird, dude. Frightening. And I'm like, dude, why are you holding that in your hand? <laughs> that why, was weird. I, I'm looking like, why do I have this movie in my it, hand? It appeared. I don't know. If you, uh, dude, I don't know. Literally out of nowhere. Yeah, it appeared weird. out of nowhere. It's like, dude, why the fuck do I have this in my hand? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fuck this movie. Fuck the director and writer for this movie. We know what you're doing here, dude. And who's the actress again? Elizabeth Ann Roberts, you're better than this. Please find some work that's more to your abilities, please. You're brilliant. She's been in a you couple other things, I but I don't her. know anything about them. She's there was brilliant. a horror movie in 2019 called Itsy Bitsy. Um, she it was didn't look very good. Movie? We're going to watch this. Yeah. We got we got to find it and watch it. it. Yeah, we'll we, we've we got to watch that. We will find. It. I'll find it. Yeah, because I'm actually a fan of this girl now because of this. Because I I, I, I don't want this movie to be her main claim yeah, to see. Horror dude. movies are our specialty. So. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of a specialty for us, especially so, on the director's cut. So we will get into that. Yes. But anyway, let's go ahead and start throwing out our episode plugs and everything. We'll go ahead and start with Collateral Gaming. Go ahead, Ash. Hell yeah. Well, we just got our episode out on Ghosts of Tsushima Part 2. So go check that out, Parts 1 and 2, if you haven't seen Part 1 yet. And we've also got some bonus rounds out. More, um, most recently, Bo and I did a director's cut 
plus bonus round collaboration, which was kind of cool. Uh, next time we're going to be talking about Metroid Fusion, and I am really excited to finally do a Metroid game as a numbered episode on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. It's my second favorite series right after Zelda. So I, I apologize it took as long as it did, but here we are. And yeah, I expect that out later this month, guys. Excellent. That sounds like a good episode, honestly. And you can find Collateral Gaming wherever you listen to Collateral Cinema. We have a Patreon with $1 and $5 tiers. Uh, pay any amount of money and you will get access to our Let's Play video game commentaries. Uh, and I've actually uploaded quite a few recently. So started some new Let's Plays that are ongoing and, and we're going to have more out. Excellent. And Collateral Cinema, next episode, will be doing a comedy again, which I'm happy about. This is actually a comedy I haven't seen yet. We're doing really? Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh. No, I haven't seen Hot Tub Time Machine yet. I heard a lot of good things about it when it came out. And Ash, you need to come over here because we need to watch yes. like Land of the Lost and Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, yeah. Hell like yeah. Two for the one. The Will Ferrell Land of the Lost? Exactly. No, I'm just <laughs> the new the new land of the law saw that one yeah yeah, no, yeah that um, movie from a few years but, ago but guys it's kind of like we recreated fanboys you need to be here and we watch hop tub time machine you know my collateral gaming co-host zachary Gio, wants to be on that episode as well and i he wanted to watch it with me while i was watching it so we might just have to skype him and then just just watch it all together <laughs> that sounds good to me honestly yeah, i'm down yeah that's fine man and yeah. if we're doing that i mean i guess we may as well film a commentary huh. <laughs> we may as well honestly mm. but we'll we'll sneak your ass out of the house kind of speaking of commentaries you don't have to sneak me i have got vaccinated and i have a car now robert that's my I'm car a, I'm, an, I'm an adult How much you want for it? <laughs> this is this wasn't when I was when I was in high school. <laughs> How much you want for that car? You know, you would need to you would need to drive me everywhere I need to go in life because I don't know if you could pay me enough for the value of another car. I know, <laughs> I know my car. See, oh you, my god! You take a look at the the driver's side of my car. You'd be like, it's not even worth a human life, you know. But right. yeah. Speaking of commentaries, Bo, we do have a Patreon, don't we? We have a Patreon. Our tiers start at $1 if you just want to support the show for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And $5 well, will get you access to our full-length commentaries. We're going to have some more up there very soon. And I think we're going to go ahead and announce that we're going to start building a website here very soon. Hell yeah. With merch and raffle tosses, hopefully we can get a raffle going, right? Yeah, some kind of social media raffle or something. Give, you know? a, give away a shirt to give away something like a prize toss. Yeah, something like that. We do have merchandise coming very soon. And, yes, and I've got that in the works and I've actually starting launching it on a new website. So hopefully we'll actually get to start cranking that out. I've got it at a much cheaper price awesome. and we'll have the details soon for anybody to be able to order merch like this shirt that i'm wearing punk you got it before all of us oh right. yeah hell yeah damn it, damn it. <laughs> but of course i have the original prototype that my sister made me oh. <laughs> that's special we still wearing i need a black version of that but you can find us on spotify apple podcasts iHeartRadio, youtube and wherever else you get your podcasts and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also Tumblr and WordPress and all that other good stuff. I mean, we're, we're actually kind of out there quite broadly, you know. But we'll go ahead and end things here. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And I'm Jesus Christ in the flesh. Oh, my God. And fuck old-fashioned. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. Goodbye.
Collateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.